0: Welcome in to Socks in the Basement, triumphantly returning now that baseball is back. Yeah, we've been giving you the 2020 simulated season. It's still actually going on. And in this show, this 30 Minutes of Socks, we are going to tell you exactly how we're going to wrap all this up. But July 1st, spring training begins yet again. And on the 23rd or 24th, depends on how they work all this out, opening day happens in Major League Baseball. And for the first time in a long time, joining me right now on Socks in the Basement, my buddy of 43-some years, Dave. How are you, big guy? I am all right, Chris. How
1: are you today?
0: I'm good. And everybody's wondering why we're not down at the bar together. Here's the deal. Dave has his own business. He's getting swamped. COVID-19 messed with everybody, and he is just unable to get over here. So mark this date on your calendars right now, uh, because I'm going to hold Dave to it. July 15th, Dave returns to the bar and we're back to normal, okay? So we're gonna have Dave back, but we've gotta do a few weeks where we're doing it over the phone, and then everything will settle. Plus, I'm going to see my my parents, and we're gonna stay at their lake cottage for like a week before that happens, and I'm trying to stay away from people until I get through that and be responsible so the kids can hug their grandparents, and then we're gonna open everything up here completely in socks in the basement. So, so buddy, what do you think, man? I mean, baseball's coming back, and I, you know what, I'm gonna tell you something. This is how I feel about this. Baseball is that hot girl in high school or college that I thought I had a chance with that would string me along, that would talk with other guys, that I would, would hear that she went out with some other dude, and I'm like, but I thought she was in the me. And then every time that she messed with me, she'd show up at my door in a tight outfit, and uh, and, and I'd be like, all right, cool, we'll hang out. And, and it'd be something like that. And right now I feel like that's what baseball is. Baseball just jilted me for the last couple of months. Baseball acted like a big giant baby, the players and the owners, and I'm going to take it back immediately because it's just so damn hot. And that, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, seriously, like what, who else would you let do this to you? Would you let anybody else do to you what baseball does? I mean, in 94, baseball robbed me of the White Sox going to the World Series. And until they won in 05, there was something, and it's still great to me now, but 05 made it a little bit better. But in 94, I felt like I got robbed of a World Series because they were going and I felt like they were going to win it. That was, I mean, they they almost made it there the year before and they were going to make it that year. They were built, they were stacked, they were rolling and baseball robbed me of that. But I still went back. And I still loved it. And then, and then look at what the White Sox have done over the last decade or so. I mean, just, we just been beaten as a fan base. And I come back each and every year. And now they go and they do this ridiculousness with the owners and the players. And in the end, what happened? They end up having to mandate a season because the players were a bunch of babies and didn't realize that was the best deal they were going to get. And I was on the owner's side right up until that moment. And I was like, wait, they didn't take the deal? They, they they had Manfred like mandate the season and they're actually going to get some of them aren't even going to get paid for the rest of the year because they took such an advance at the beginning and because they couldn't work out anything else, they're going to play for free now for 60 games because they've had that money already in their pocket in an advance. So, I mean, that's what baseball is. She's like the the crazy messed up, you know, uh, you know, girl. And if you're a girl, it's that crazy dude, but that, that it's just so hot and you just put up with it. You're like, oh, all right, fine. I'll take it back. I, uh, you know, maybe I still got a chance. Maybe you'll love me eventually. It feels like I'm in a, in a horrible relationship with somebody and that's what baseball is, but I'm here. I'm in, I'm ready. I'm jumping up and down today. I got a big smile on my face because baseball's coming back.
1: They did, you know, they did what a lot of people, you know, did during this whole COVID-19 crisis, which is, you know, they used it as a means to try to achieve their political ends. That's everywhere, you know, and it, it it's, it's too bad to see that it crept up in baseball, but I mean, obviously, you know, baseball is a, is a business. So, I mean, and they all have the owners, the players unions, they all have agendas that they're trying to, that they're trying to push. So I guess in a way it's not surprising that this this whole thing turned into a, you know, for lack of a better word, a pissing match between the union uh, between the players union and the uh, owners. So not surprised not surprised at all, but you're right. I mean, dude, it's, it's good to have baseball back because I mean, I want something to watch. I'm sick of watching the news. You know, I've watched, I've watched everything I've, I've been wanting to watch on Netflix. Everyone's like, you need to watch tiger King during quarantine. And I'm like, no, I don't care. I don't want to watch this. You know, everyone's like, you got to watch Ozark. I watched like a couple of episodes and I'm like, "Uh, yeah, no. So I'm, I'm glad that we will have something entertaining to watch, you know. So yes, I'm glad it's back. So I mean, I'm assuming we're going to kind of talk about the. I'm assuming we're going to talk about the details here. Yeah, let's, right? let's
0: talk about. Let's talk a little bit about the details because I'm sure we both have different opinions on them. They're all coming out and things change like on a daily basis. But this seems to be at this point what's going on. First of all, it's 60 games. They report on July 1st. They're going to start playing on either the 23rd or 24th there's going to be a regional schedule. So what they're going to do is you're going to play 40 games against your divisional foes, 10 a piece, and then 20 interleague games, which are five a piece against the opposing team or actually four a piece because there's five teams in there, four a piece against the other division that would be like your counterpart in the national league. So we're going to play the NL central. Now, that means that we're gonna play, and this is my this is the first thing that bothered me about this. So I, I, kinda, I think it's kind of funny we're gonna start with it because I'm just going down a list here. But this bothered me because that's not a chump division. We're we're gonna have to go up against a team oh, like the NL
1: the, Central. The NL Central. No. We're, we're gonna
0: play the St. Louis Cardinals. They're, they're a team that has, has World Series aspirations. We're gonna run into yeah. the Cubs, and I don't care if you hate the Cubs because you're a Sox fan. They're a good team. We're gonna run into the Reds. They're a rebuilt team, just like we are. We got to run into the Brewers. They're a good team. They're, there's there's not really like a crazy slouch like like in it. There's a, like I mean we got the Tigers and the Royals to offer them. They're offering us the Pirates. They're actually a harder division than we are. That, that, that's the thing. We're playing maybe one of the toughest divisions in baseball and they get a DH because there's going to be a universal DH. And I hate this. That was one of the things that I saw about it, too,
1: uh, is that, yeah, so for those baseball purists, yeah, you are uh, you are getting a universal DH this year. So they're going to they finally, you know, they finally pulled the trigger on that. Um, I suppose like what, you know, like the reason for that is why now, like, you know, cause it's something COVID related.
0: Well, I think originally it was something that, that they wanted to offer the players cause the union kept acting like we conceded on a DH. I heard them say that like a couple weeks ago. No, you wanted it. The unions always wanted universal DH that, that that's like revisionist history. They've always wanted to make a spot for the older players so that they can stick around a few more years and hit. So that's all. I mean, it adds roster space. So in reality, that was something they were offering to the union for this year and next year. And because the union couldn't agree on the deal, they're only getting it this year. But I think the reason is is the uh, just level things out because of the fact that we're going to do these interleague games. But here's my thing: Why do we have to do the interleague games? If you're not doing the expanded playoff format, then why not have everybody play everybody in in their division 15 times? Have a true division winner that's not influenced by anything outside. Because now what you're doing is, if you have a division that gets matched up with yours, and you end up with easier an easier schedule than, let's say, the central teams, because the central is going to be stacked. The East is going to feel like things are stacked. The West is going to be like, guess what? Dodgers are going to kick everybody's ass, right? You're going to have, I mean, you've got a couple of West teams that are just going to beat up on everybody else in the West. And, and so, to me, I feel like the West is probably the weakest one out of the three. It's not going to be very even. I wanted this to be all divisional teams. I feel like baseball got too cute with the idea. And you know what? You're exposing these guys to more teams by doing this. You've added five more clubhouses that will come in contact with five other clubhouses when you could have kept everything within the divisions. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's the one thing that I just look at and I go, why? Why? You you add an exposure and you're not going to have a true division winner and I I, it just seems like such an unnecessary thing. Are they doing it for TV ratings? Probably, okay, because they want the Cubs and the Sox to play each other four games. Uh, When you have you know the Cubs and the Sox playing each other, that's
1: TV ratings. It's the same sort of thing like when you know the Yankees and the Mets play each other, or you know the the Giants. And the the, uh, the A's, you know, so yeah, that that's the TV ratings is definitely behind it, I think, because you're not going to be playing this in front. I mean, we should clarify, you know, you're not going to be playing this in front of
0: fans. Well, I want to get to that. Gonna... I want to get to that because I, I got a theory here, but I want to get to that. Let me, okay. but let's, let's, I want to run through all the other things, see if there's anything that stands out to you. And then I want to get to that. Okay. So teams okay. get to, have to submit 60 player rosters. So there's going to be by Sunday at 3 PM, every team has to submit a 60 player roster. 60-player roster. Yes, because there's going to be a taxi squad. High-risk players and others can opt out. That was the last thing they had to work out because there were some people sitting there saying, well, I might not be high-risk, but what if my wife is pregnant? What if I think I'm going to be around somebody high-risk? And so basically, if you don't want to play, you can opt out, all right? Transaction freeze ends this week. So you're going to be able to start doing transactions beginning Friday at noon. Between that and the 60-player submission deadline, it's possible that baseball sees trades because people are trying to set up their 60-player roster. There will be a trade deadline. Instead of on July 31st, on August 31st, it's about the 35-game mark of the 60-game season. So think of it this way. You're going to be worried about, you know, where do I go and uprooting my family in this quick 60-game thing and COVID and everything else like that, and then all of a sudden you might end up going someplace else midway through the season. There's going to be a COVID-specific inactive list which will, if it has to do with the fact that you show symptoms or test positive, there's no set day in which you're on the injured list. You can put the guy on for six days and bring him off if it was COVID-related. And unsigned players may be headed to Nashville. According to Jason Stark, there may be two rosters kept in Nashville playing against each other of free agents that teams can choose from. Now, everybody else after that is out. They're not going to be involved in Major League Baseball this year, or at least that's the way it reads. Now, I'm sure there'll be other things that are going to come out in the next 24 to 48 hours. We're recording this on Tuesday night for Wednesday morning. By the time you listen to it, I don't know. Something might have changed. But that's the basic outline of everything right there. They're going to have these taxi squads. You can bring, I read something like, you can bring three guys from your taxi squad on the plane with you to sit in the dugout as long as one of them's a catcher. Otherwise it's two in case somebody comes down with symptoms and you're on the road and real quick, you're like, I got to add another guy to my roster. So there's all these little roster changes that are going to happen. But think of it this way. Michael Kopech, he we talked about are they going to manipulate service time? There's no way they can do it now. Okay, Carlos Rodan, he may be ready to go, at least in a relief role, but right. at 24th. Right. I mean, think about this team and the prospects of it in a shortened season. If Luis Robert just shows up against pitchers that are, like, just coming out of spring training and haven't been working very hard and he's on point, the guy could just, like, explode. And teams don't even have a chance to adjust to him because the season's no, over so quick. T-
1: they don't know his tendencies. That no. was just gonna say, that's going to put Robert at an extreme advantage because these, p- these pitchers are not going to know how to pitch to him. He could have he could have an amazing season this year. It could really benefit. It could really benefit a guy like Lewis Roberts. and it does work out. I mean, with the fact that you're right, like now, you know, you you don't get Rodon for only half a season. I mean, he's going to be just about ready to go, right? I mean, because we were talking, like, what was it going to be? It was going to be uh, what August first or something was when we was when you were going to see you were supposed to see uh, Carlos Rodon. Well, that's pretty much the start of your season. So he's gonna just about be on your your starting uh, your opening day roster, don't you think?
0: Ashley Rodon tweeted out that she was uh, furiously packing her stuff that earlier today before they had even made it like completely official. Like there's a woman that just can't wait to get to get the baseball, and her husband's probably been working his butt off getting himself rehabbed. Because you can still keep doing your rehab and everything during this thing. And the guy's probably right. like, I can't I can't wait to show up in spring training and throw pitches. Because the guy's got to be ready at this point. Like at this point, it, when you get to July, Rodon would have been throwing someplace and going and getting games in in the minors. That's what I believe would have right. been happening. He would have been starting to get some work in the minors. So he's going to get that now. So think about this team. And it'll be very interesting to watch what the White Sox do here. It's a shortened season. And you can argue all about, like, well, I don't want to use this guy up or I don't want to do this, but guess what? It's all hands on deck. Win, you win the most of your 60 games and go to the postseason for the first time since 2008. I don't care. I, I, I really don't care about anybody's service time at this point or at this point with a young team, an upstart team, and these guys, if it clicks, you're on your way to the postseason and anything can happen. I'm going to tell you right now, if they win the pennant, if they win the pennant, I don't care if it was a shortened season, it counts. If they win a division, I don't care if it's a shortened season, it counts. And if they win the World Series, I don't care if it's a shortened season, it freaking counts. Listen, I'm going to tell you something, Chris. I'm glad you
1: talk about this because – you know me, my guys, man, I'm a, I'm a hockey guy. I'm a Blackhawks guy, right? Nobody, nobody cares that their second Stanley cup win happened in a shortened season. Like they basically shortened it by not quite half, but they only played, I think like 50, 60 games that season when normally they play, you know, 82 That, that, Hey, that that second Stanley Cup in 2013, that that counts to me. You know, the Blackhawks were smart. They took advantage of a shortened season with what they had, and and I think you're right. If the White Sox are smart, they can come out and do the same exact thing. They can come. They can they can take advantage of a young team who's sitting there going, "Hey, why not us?" And there's definitely chemistry there. You know, and they have they have a cl- clubhouse leaders like Jose Abreu. He's back, you know, Tim Anderson, who's who's really taking on a a clubhouse leading type role. You have
0: your starting five. You have a lot of things working for you. Why not? I agree with you. Go for it. Everything should be on the table. Everything should be on the table. The whole talk before the season, like we don't know if Nick Madrigal is going to break camp. He should be bra- He should be with you. He should be playing. Absolutely. Okay? You know who Absolutely, else could be? You know who else? You know who else should be on that sixty man roster and possibly on the on, on the on the forty man that's available for them to play? Andrew Vaughn. Remember all yeah. the talk last year yeah. before the draft, like this guy could come in right now and he could hit in the major league level. Well, I want to see him hitting on the taxi squad. I want him stuck with this team all year long. I want if this team takes off all of a sudden or if somebody gets hurt, that they're like, ah, just kid, just throw the kid in there. Just put him in there. You know, if what if they're in it? What if, like, like imagine this scenario. Imagine you jump off and you're 40 games into this 60-game schedule and you're like, we have 20 games left and we have a legitimate shot of winning the division and definitely getting into the postseason and having a real chance here of actually doing something magical and Edwin Encarnacion hurts himself.
1: <laughs> not uh, not. not that's not. That's not without of the realm of possibility. No, it's not out of the realm of possibility at all.
0: And you're like Andrew Vaughn. What if Edwin says, "You know what? I'm not playing this year. I'm old. I've made my money. I don't even know this team, and I don't want to play because of the COVID thing." <laughs> Put Andrew Vaughn in. Let's just play. Like I, I, yeah. I, this is a short season. Let's get crazy. Let's get nuts! Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now, after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus, part of the proceeds for every job that they do, are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466. Or visit them today at Family Basement And and I don't know what the I don't know what all the ramifications of that are, and that's why we're gonna have people on smarter than us. In the coming weeks, So I know for sure that next Wednesday joining us on the show is going to be Joe Binder. Uh, he is the leader over there at SoxOn35th.com. I've already locked him in. I definitely, I, I can almost guarantee you that we'll have our good friend James Fox on before the season starts as well. And I got a few more things in the hopper that I'm trying to get set up. Uh, but Joe has been doing the whole thing where he's been writing an article after every one of the simulated games, Dave. And he's been he's been killing it. And it's funny we had this. I think he and I are gonna miss our simulated White Sox team. I think we've fallen in love with it. Well, the team is like what, forty-two and twenty-seven or something like that? Forty-nine and thirty-two right now after winning today's game. Was- yeah, they won the Tuesday game in dramatic fashion. Jose Abreu hits a tying home run with two outs and two strikes on him in the bottom of the eighth inning a line drive solo shot. They go to the 13th inning with two outs and two strikes on Abreu. He hits one, two rows short of the concourse in left center field in walk off fashion. And it was the first time all year long that I actually got to watch the animation and the simulation where like they meet him at the, they meet him at the plate. They poured Gatorade on each other. They jumped all over the place. Fireworks went off forever. I mean, it was, it was just, it was, and I'm screaming in the, if you want to listen to me, lose it in a, in a fake simulation, (laughs) turn on the one, that is marked, it's the White Sox versus Tigers on June 23rd simulation. You don't need to listen to the whole thing. Just go to the last 10 minutes and listen to me go, God, this team has never, I'm disgusted. I'm 13 innings in the simulation. I'm like, can we just score? And I think I had just said something like, this is ridiculous. And the very next pitch, he hits one out and I lose it. Like Joe, Joe, like, like w- was laughing, like in, in his response back to me. Like, it, like I was like, I honest to goodness, like lost my mind. Like it was a real baseball game. Like, and I get people that send us messages all the time. Like that they sit around and they listen to the sim games And I feel like we're all going to miss our Sim White Sox, but I'm happy baseball's coming back. Before we get to anything else, I want to let everybody know that this is what we're going to do to wrap up the Sim season because I wanted to make an announcement. I worked on this today when I knew everything was going on. We're going to have simulated games as scheduled. The last game against Detroit happening tomorrow. And then the first two of the Oakland series, Friday and Saturday, because I know people sit around on the weekends, they listen to it. I can actually see more people like to put it on and listen to the games. And then on Sunday, you're going to get the first of several fast forwards where I'm going to sit down on Sunday and I'm going to take you from June the 26th to July the 20th. And then on Tuesday the 30th, Carlos Rodon will make his debut back. We're going to bring him up and say he would have pitched in the rotation Sox versus Cubs in Wrigley on the 21st of July. And then what we're going to do after that is you and I will get together. We'll have Joe Binder on the next day after that. There'll be a Sim Fast Forward. The only other series I want to do is the 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 twin series in early September because I feel like that they're going to be in the race at that point. Yes. And then we're going to have a couple of weekends just set up in case there's postseason or end of the season like dramatics. And we're going to have that and we're going to have this whole thing wrapped up A week before opening day. So you're gonna get the sim, you're gonna hear what happened in all the games we weren't able to air, and then we'll have this whole thing wrapped up for you. I absolutely promise you'll have weekend games on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and you'll still be able to hear the other sim thing to hear what was going on with the team before you got to those. So if you're following the sim season, it will all be there for you. Sox on thirty-fifth knows the plan, they're completely on board. They were like, great way to finish it. It should be a lot of fun. And in the meantime, Every Wednesday, Sox in the Basement is back for its 30 minutes of socks for fans by fans with myself and Dave with the guest and back and talking about the actual team because I cannot believe that I can say this today. White Sox baseball is a month away, Dave. It's a month away.
1: Pretty surreal, isn't it? I mean, it's kind of like it felt like this. It felt like this whole COVID thing was just like never going to end. And, you know, it's... uh. it's nice to see that it's nice to see that things are starting to get back to normal, at least something that resembles normal. And, and having, you know, having baseball back, having baseball around, being able to actually like, you know, they able to like watch a game on TV. I mean, you know, you won't be able to go to a game, unfortunately, at least not yet, anyway. Because they're, you know, the plan is they're still doing this whole thing without any fans in the in the in attendance. Um, but at least being able to watch it on TV, man, that's gonna be that's gonna be nice. I mean, I don't know. It, it it may feel weird, you know. It may feel strange like watching baseball with nobody there. I mean, remember there was that one game where they played. It was uh, it was in, it was like maybe three, four years ago. It was in in Baltimore. Baltimore, they were having riots yeah. out there, yeah. And they decided for safety reasons, you know, for safety of the players and whatnot, that they were going to play it with nobody in the stands. And I mean, okay, you know, it's Baltimore, you know, nobody ever really goes to the games
0: out there anyway, you know, but like still, it was just weird watching it. It was really kind of surreal. Would you go if all of a sudden, as we neared the start of the season, if they said, we're going to let people in the ballpark because JB Pritzker, just within the last 48 hours, the day before this agreement was reached, changed phase four and said that stadiums can have 20 percent capacity. Now, people are going to lose their minds over it because there's going to be people that are going to sit there and say, no, you can't do that. That's unsafe. You can't do that. And I'm not going to get into the back and forth with what everybody's thoughts there are on COVID-19, because in my opinion, no. it's a very personal decision. I, I do not go near anybody that's at risk if I know that I've been in an at-risk situation. I make sure that I wear a mask every time I'm around anybody else, because not for my safety, but for theirs. But I also kind of feel like I'm not in that age group. I'm not that worried. I got my kids. They're not that worried. I would probably go to a game if they did it right. I mean, think about it this way. What if Major League Baseball, once things got started, and they've already got the players there, and they don't want to have any hiccups there for the next couple of weeks. But what if, as they got very close to opening day, or about a week or two into this, the owners pull a fast one, and those that are able to put people in the stands say, we're going to fill the stands. For the safety of the players, we're not going to put anybody in the lower decks from foul pole to foul pole, but in fair territory wow. and center field at the rate and in the upper deck, we are going to put 20% of the fans there. We're going to have, if you have row one in section 108, all right, Well, that's a bad example because that's a little that's a strange little sliver. But let's say you have row one in one of the regular sections in the outfield that are just like straight across with the rows and you go, we're going to put six people in row one on the right side of it. We're going to put six people in row two on the left side of it. So they're way far away from each other. We're going to give an entire row where we don't put anybody and then we're going to repeat the pattern and we're going to actually let people in and we could put about 10,000 people inside of the place would you and then we're going to have waiter service come down and we're going to require you to wear a mask whenever you leave your seat and violators that don't wear their mask can be ejected from the ballpark just like all the other announcements that they do would you go because i would go well i have some thoughts about that um first of all you
1: know maybe probably not i'm you know i'm an introvert to begin with i don't i don't i don't you know by and jar by and by and large, I don't like mass gatherings of people. You know what I mean? It makes it gives me anxiety. Um, but that's just me. Whatever. Um, I think the problem, Chris, that you're going to run into with something like that is that you're going to have you're going to have certain ballparks that do it, and you're going to have certain ballparks that don't, and you're going to have certain ballparks that have these rules and other. Ballparks that have those rules, and you know, if if the ballparks were handled anything like the way the individual states have kind of handled the coronavirus thing, uh, and again, we're not going to get into any kind of political discussion about that, but you know, it, it there have been so much inconsistencies with the way the the individual states, and worse yet, you know, different counties within the individual states have handled COVID nineteen. You know, I can't really see that being, I can see that going south 18 different ways from Sunday, to be honest with you. But
0: you don't think it's possible that owners that are in states like Illinois, Jerry Reinstorf and the Ricketts family, they don't sit there and say, you know what, we could put in 10,000 people because we're allowed to do it. And if we're able to show that we're not putting anybody near the players and we're allowed to do it, why wouldn't we take that gate? Right. I mean, like well, what? Well, and, and you might have players guess, that I, sit there and say, well, as long as you give us a percentage of the gate to fix the fix, what was going on with our salaries. But they won't even need to do that because they, the, the players didn't negotiate. So think about it this way. Think about the think about the fight that would happen there because they can legally do it. Like, here's the thing. Legally, right now on Friday, Jerry Reinstorf can start making plans to fill his ballpark at 20 percent if he wants to. Under the, okay. under the rules that J.B. Pritzker has made, he's allowed to do it. Just because Cincinnati can't do it, let's say, or I don't know where everybody, whatever these rules are, he can do it. So wh- like, what would prevent him from doing it? I, that's what I'm curious. Is there something written in MLB that says we promise no fans? Because that was never the agreement in the March thing. The, the, the March agreement was if we can't have fans, we have to negotiate otherwise. But the thing is that if they have fans and they're paying them full salary for the 60, 60 games, there's nothing the union can say from what I read inside of this thing. So what happens now? Because Pritzker was never giving that. That's a brand new thing he just came up with in the last 48 hours. So now let's say that that sinks in. Let's say that they wait a couple of weeks and they come out with an announcement after it's sunk in. What, what prevents them from doing it? And and, and th- what if they sit there and say, here's what we're going to do. like We're going to give it to our full season ticket holders first, or we're going to play all day games because it's safer to be out in the sunshine, right? I mean, there's a million different things they can do because, trust me, the owners want to get back as much money as they can. I'd be shocked if you don't have an owner, unless Major League Baseball mandates that they're not allowed to have anybody there, which is going to be tough to tell all these owners after everything that they've, they, they perceive that they've gone through. I'm not going to cry foul for the owners okay they're all billionaires and I don't care about their money okay but they perceive that they've been slighted and they're losing money and we've talked about it before Reinsdorf has investors that want that check at the end of the year if you don't think that discussion's going on at least like can't we just wait a few weeks and then we're going to reach out to our season ticket holders and we're going to do this because my dad's a season ticket holder and he's told me at this point the White Sox are still saying there's still a chance that are season ticket holders even now interesting so it, it, I'm telling you right now, there's nothing that says there won't be fans in that ballpark before this season is over. Nothing says that, and I think that's the thing that everybody's missing here. If the White Sox season ticket office, if if they are not conveying to their to their to their, to their, to their ticket holders yet that you're getting your money back or we want to apply it to next year or whatever, if they're still sitting there saying wait, if they're still putting delays on games on, I mean like. I don't know what the exact thing is, but I've yet to see that addressed in anything anybody said that says specifically there won't be fans in the stands. Right. Now, maybe that's in the thing that they agreed to uh, on Tuesday night with the players and safety and everything else like that. But if if there's any kind of loophole, local, if local governments are letting a certain amount of people in, you might have them sitting there saying, well, we want to let some people in now. We want to, we want to, we want to put some people, they're going to be at a big distance from the ball player, but how does somebody in the upper deck affect you? How does somebody that's in left field with that big gap affect you, the player? they don't
1: probably not the guy to. I'm probably not the guy to talk to because I'm a you know introvert here I I try to avoid big crowds anyway so you know <laughs> even even if, like if they have it I, I'll be honest with you I probably I, I will I will probably just kind of you know I'll watch it on
0: TV he's an introvert who also plays on stage rock guitar and jumps around in mosh pits but he's an introvert folks
1: I don't do that stuff anymore dude you used I to know. I don't I don't, I don't go. I haven't been to a concert in forever, and I certainly haven't been mosh-pitting, you know, in the past 10, 50. God,
0: it's probably been the past 20 years. So, I mean. Listen, right now on CNN, if you go into a mosh pit, you die immediately. But on Fox, if you go into a mosh pit, it actually fights the coronavirus. I, I don't know who to believe. Okay, that's all I can tell you.
1: The answer is none of the above. You know. <laughs> no, no, dude, because, dude, don't even get me. <laughs> No, we're not getting into it. We're not
0: getting into it. It's a happy day. Baseball's back. That's 30 minutes of socks, and I'm happy with what we talked about, bud. Look, next week, Joe Binder stops by. Don't forget to check out this weekend the simulated games. We'll talk more about what the schedule is for everything. It should be a fun month. I mean, we're going to have guests on Wednesdays on the regular shows. We're, we're going to have the the simulated season wrap up in, in, in a fun style where we give you some weekend baseball. You're going to get to start watching the White Sox. We're going to get some good guests coming in here. Dave returns to the bar on the 15th of July, opening day on the 23rd or the 24th. I might be down at Cork and Cary for opening weekend. I don't know if we're going to start in Chicago or not. I can't wait for this. It's going to be a blast. I can't. I cannot wait
1: you've been just locked in your house this whole time with nothing to do, trapped in the house with like a wife and three kids. You know, you're, you're, you need this, man. This is you. Like to me, I'm kind of like, yeah, this is nice. This is baseball's back. Like this is going to be a nice distraction. (laughs) You man, you know, but it's like, I, you know, I have a big house to myself, which is right, my right. wife. I've got right. no, I've got no stupid kids. You know what I mean? I've been going to work getting out of the house. You, you know, you, you need this, my friend.
0: I can hear the excitement in your voice. I'm just so excited. I'm excited for baseball. I want to see Luis Roberts swing. I want to, I want to see Aloya Menez like, just come out on a tear. You know what I don't want? I don't want an 0 intense start because then I'm just going to bang my head off the bar and try to forget oh, 2020 dear. ever happened. All right. That's I'm just, not, I'm not, please, please just don't give me that. All right, because that that that'll kill me. Wouldn't
1: that be so 2020 though? It'd if, be like, so After all this time, the, the, the socks come the, out and they're. The awful? pirates,
0: the pirates, and the royals win the two divisions in the central because everybody else gets off to a slow start. Book it, book it.
1: You know what? Vegas just opened up. I'm gonna go to the. I'm gonna go to the Vegas and I'm gonna put. Uh, I, I'm gonna put a hundred bucks on the Pirates Royals World Series. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement.
0: Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere Podcasts podcast can be found. And always on SocksInTheBasement.com. New challenges bring new technology. DP3Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience-friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work from home friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today. 312-896-2450 or email info at dp 3 Tech dot com.